If I know you, you've likely Googled the top wedding venues in your area, and if we're being honest, you're probably bored with them. You know the top five, and you may have even toured a few of them, and but you feel kind of neutral. Nothing quite feels like the one yet. Buckle in, friends, because today's episode is for you. The ones who are looking for something different and don't want their search for unique wedding venues to keep resulting in the same five suggestions over and over again. Even if you're not looking for something unique, keep listening because I'm going to dive deep into the types of wedding venues you can look for despite your style, budget, or guest count. I'm sharing what you need to consider for each type of wedding venue and prepare to hear the tea on the pros and cons of each because I'm going to share with you the types that are most expensive, which ones may have hidden expenses, which ones are easiest to work with, and so much more. listening to Ask the Planner. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, owner of Verve Event Co., a company whose mission is to help couples enjoy planning the contemporary, sophisticated wedding they've always imagined. Together with other wedding industry experts, we reveal the crucial details and industry secrets that will help you plan and enjoy your flawless heirloom occasion. So pop your favorite champagne because we have a wedding to plan. Today's episode is brought to you by our Ask the Planner wedding planning template shop. Regardless of where you are in the wedding planning journey, our template shop has wedding planning shortcuts created just for you. Our most popular item is the ultimate wedding planning checklist for couples, no surprise there, and the wedding mood board template. The checklist is a game changer that tells you what to do when as you plan your wedding. And for all my decor-obsessed couples and fellow wedding pros, the Wedding Mood Board template organizes that messy Pinterest board into a cohesive decor plan. For my wedding pros out there, my styled shoot, photo, shot list, and timeline is also just for you. Get access to all wedding planning shortcuts and more in the Wedding Planning Template Shop at shop.verveventco.com. Again, that's shop.verveventco.com. Make sure you use the code PODCAST10 for 10% off your entire purchase. Again, use the code PODCAST10 at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Ask the Planner podcast. I'm your host, Desiree Adams, and today I'm talking about the different types of wedding venues you should be considering for your wedding day if choosing a wedding venue seems overwhelming and kind of hard right now. Now, if you are recently engaged and struggling to find the perfect place to say I do, you're going to definitely want to listen to this week's episode. Now, if you are new to the show, welcome, welcome. I'm always so glad to have new listeners. Are you newly engaged? Are you a wedding vendor? I just want to know all of the things. Leave me a message when you drop your review in Apple Podcasts and let me know what you're doing and what you're up to. I check Apple Podcasts daily, literally, um, to see if anyone has left us any new reviews and to get any feedback from you all. So thank you for doing it every single time. I really, really appreciate it. So if today's episode is helpful for you, please don't forget to leave us a review in Apple Podcasts. Now I'm going to dive into all of the juicy details for today's episode, but in case you are driving or you want to save some notes to talk to your fiance later on, you will be able to find today's episode show notes at verveventco.com forward slash 88. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 88. 
Before I dive into the meat and potatoes of today's episode, I feel a need to make a quick disclaimer. Now, I share a ton of resources on the podcast and on my blog at verveventco.com to help you find your wedding venue, know what questions to ask during your wedding venue tour, and almost everything in between. But I also have two thoughts that I want to throw out there if finding your perfect wedding venue feels hard right now. First, your wedding venue should feel like the one. I hope more than anything for you that when you tour it, you get that magical feeling where you instantly envision your wedding day there from the moment and time you walk down the aisle to the last dance on the dance floor. I know I felt that when I was looking at a bunch of places. I looked at way too many. I looked at like 12. It was terrible. That's because I didn't have a planner. But anyways, when I went to the last one, I was like, this is it. I know it. It might be a little bit expensive, but this is it. And I hope you get that feeling too. However, the second thing I want to say, it's also okay if that does not happen to you. Sometimes it can be hard to envision what a venue looks like when it's all done up. And to be honest, that's usually one of the many reasons you would hire a wedding planner or designer because it's just hard to understand what it will look like when everything is said and done. So take that with a grain of salt. And now here we go into the wedding venues. Okay. The first venue we're going to talk about today is the industrial style wedding venue. These venues are often created in locations that were previously something else and have since been renovated and repurposed to become a beautiful wedding space. And that is essentially what they are, just a blank space. If you are looking for a wedding venue that has maintained its charm while likely being updated to include more modern amenities like a catering kitchen, enough bathrooms, an industrial wedding venue might be the right choice for you. Now, when I think about industrial wedding venues where I am in upstate New York, I think of places like the Basilica Hudson or the Cracker Factory. In both cases, and with most other industrial wedding venues, they are great in that they are usually completely open and can really serve as a blank canvas as you start to design your day. Now, that is both a pro and a con because with an industrial wedding venue, you will likely need to bring in most of the stuff for your wedding. Now, some venues may include tables and chairs. Most will require absolutely everything to be rented, which as a luxury wedding designer, I love because I'm probably going to be renting those pieces anyways. And I don't want them worked into the cost of the wedding venue because I'm going to be replacing them. So I don't need them because they're probably kind of on the more basic and plain side. With that being said, if you are looking for a more of an all-inclusive style package, you won't typically find that at an industrial wedding venue. Some may include the catering, some may include the alcohol because of their liquor license and how that's set up, but you're probably going to have to bring in a lot of things, which can be good or bad. Just think about that when you're looking at the cost. You may not be comparing apples to apples. Now, if you think this type of wedding venue might be the right option for you, consider searching for quote-unquote event spaces instead of wedding venues in your area because that will probably open up your search to more options. Okay, next we're going to talk about something that's almost basically completely opposite, which is the country club wedding venue. These are typically your golf courses with a membership attached to them, but not always. 
Country clubs can be a fabulous wedding venue because they have likely been hosting events of all kinds for hundreds of years. Maybe your parents even got married there, which is super special. And so when I think of a country club wedding venue in my area, I immediately think of Oak Hill Country Club, which is a very prestigious and wonderful, and they, they have hosted the PGA, and it's awesome. That's one of my favorites. And then there's another one in our area called the Country Club of Rochester, which is also very, very nice. Now, while country club wedding venues can be absolutely fabulous, great service, great food, you should also expect a couple more rules. Country clubs are often rooted in tradition, so they are service-focused and have the accolades to prove it. While tradition can be nice and adds a sentimental touch to your day, especially if a certain country club is important to you or your family, keep in mind that there are going to be more rules. You know, for example, with Oak Hill, they definitely have a dress code for your wedding guests. So if you're not having an ultra formal event, it might not be the right decision for you. They also have rules around when you can use your cell phones, when you can texting and that kind of stuff. So that's just something to keep in mind if that's going to be on your list for consideration. But I do love them. They also have a certain aesthetic that you want to keep in mind. Some people just don't love the idea of having their wedding photos taken on a golf horse if they don't play golf, which I completely understand. But they have a lot of other things going for them, which is why people love getting married at country clubs. Okay, the next wedding venue is the barn wedding venue, which is very common. Um, It has been common for quite a while now. I would say like 10, 15, 20 years. They really come into popularity. Now, when I say a barn wedding venue, let me just get this out of the way. I am not a rustic girl. I am not into the rustic aesthetic, and you will never, ever catch me using mason jars at any of my weddings. It's just not my thing. If it is for you, that is awesome, and I'm so happy for you. So if the second I said barn wedding venue, you kind of rolled your eyes and thought, yeah, 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 no, I don't, no, no thanks, pass. Let me just tell you that some of them have come a very long way and they can offer something that feels more unlike the country chic than the barn mason jar vibe that you probably are thinking. So today, when I think of barn wedding venues that I love, which there are some, there's one at a property here called The Lake House, which has a gorgeous waterfront view of the Finger Lakes and it's a resort type property and then they have a barn there which really is just like a wooden structure with a timber frame and looks out onto the water. There's nothing really barn about it other than like it's made out of wood. There's also the sable wood which is a beautiful historic black originally black wedding event venue and barn in Hudson Valley, which is beautiful and really dramatic because it's all black, but it's gorgeous. And it actually used to be a horse barn, but it's awesome. That makes it sound terrible, but it looks really, really awesome. And she's put a lot of thought into incorporating some of the historic elements without making it feel like you're getting married in a barn. Beautiful. Neither are what you might think of when you think of a traditional barn wedding venue. They're both modern, they have chandeliers from the ceiling, and they offer a clean backdrop for your wedding day. So before you rule them out completely, these may actually be what you're looking for. And they also kind of sometimes lend themselves to that whole Scandinavian vibe as well, which is very in because it's kind of like clean and minimalist. 
The next venue, which is even likely more common than the barn wedding venue, are your hotel wedding venues. When I think of a hotel wedding, I often think of a gorgeous ballroom, great for the reception, but not always perfect for a wedding ceremony, although some will have ceremony space. Similar to a country club, these types of venues will have more rules than other wedding venues. They will also probably have a lot of set packages from which you will choose for catering, alcohol, buffets, etc. Typically, it's not they're not going to have rules like about your dress code like the country clubs will, but they will most likely have a mandatory food and beverage spend and require the catering to be provided from the in-house caterer or chef. The major advantage of a hotel wedding venue is that there's a place for your guests to sleep. If you are planning a huge party and you know that everybody is going to need a place, a way to get home, quote unquote, safely, their hotel room is just like up the elevator, which is so easy. I live in a destination wedding location, so a lot of our guests are coming in from out of town and they need a place in a hotel to stay. So a hotel wedding venue already eliminates the need for the cost of shuttles and transportation. If you live in the city, it's really annoying to have to get an Uber or have like a bus driving around in the city. So it really makes that whole process of getting to and from the ceremony and home a lot easier. On top of that, hotel wedding venues are typically a bit easier to plan logistically. So if you're looking for a more all-encompassing wedding venue package, they're likely the right option for you. Now, a con to the hotel wedding venue is that they will likely have other events happening at the same time as yours, and depending on the quality of the property, your event manager will be dividing her time among many different events. So take that into consideration. Of course, I have worked with really amazing properties like the Mandarin Oriental and the Ritz-Carlton and the Four Seasons, and they are wonderful at getting back to me. So it really all depends on the type and quality of the property where you are planning to get married. Also thinking through if you want and are okay with other events happening at the same time as yours. So you're like, all right, people going to Desiree's party go this way. People are going to the Bat Mitzvah go that way. You don't really have like a run of the whole property, which some people don't care about. Other people are like, no, I want my event to be the focus of the property, so I don't want to be in a hotel. Both options are great. It's just something to be thinking about. Okay, the next venue that we're going to talk about is the home wedding venues. Now, this might surprise you, but the home wedding venues often one of the most expensive types of wedding venues for you to consider. Oftentimes with a home wedding venue, I will recommend an outdoor tented wedding, which if you haven't listened to episode 81 on the podcast, there was a really good interview with Sarah Brehand talking about the logistics of tented wedding venues, which I'm not going to go into right now, but she gives us a lot of insight on what I'm going to cover a little bit today on why home or tented weddings are so expensive. First, they're definitely a logistical challenge. However, in my opinion, they are one of the most timeless and most beautiful because of that sentimental aspect. I talked earlier about how country clubs might have a sentimental value and home weddings are like that on steroids. So they are definitely worth considering despite potentially being more costly. The biggest thing is don't think that hosting a wedding at your house is going to save you money. It will be the opposite. And especially if you are you know, not one to think a lot about the grounds and the landscaping. You're going to spend a lot of time just fixing up your home in order to make sure it's ready for your wedding. So 
that's like a whole added cost that you wouldn't even be doing if you were getting married somewhere else. But if you like the sentimental aspect of getting married and getting ready at your home and you have enough space to do it, it would be hard to find a better fit. Our next property that we're going to talk about is another popular wedding venue for the more micro wedding, which is the restaurant wedding venues. Now, if there is a restaurant that has special meaning to you or you have a more intimate guest list, you could absolutely look at renting out a restaurant for an evening or renting out a specific room in the restaurant space. Don't underestimate the power of a beautiful restaurant reception space. But keep in mind, they're not always used to hosting weddings and spoiler alert, it's not as easy as it looks. It's actually harder. Having someone there, like an experienced wedding planner, will be important because there are so many more logistics in a wedding venue than people realize. You will also run into setup issues because the restaurant likely doesn't want to stop lunch service or stop you know, service early so that you can set up because normally for a wedding, we're setting up at 1 p.m. or 8 a.m. So the restaurant's not going to want to close so that you can set up for your wedding. So keep that in mind. My sister actually got married at a wonderful restaurant in Little Italy in New York City called Gelso and Grand. And they were absolutely fabulous despite all of my worries and anxiety about it. They were wonderful. They even had a lower level for the dance floor and DJ, which was perfect. This is totally not normal though for a restaurant, but it definitely stressed me out having her have the wedding there because there just was not very much time to set out all the place cards, do the napkins, the flowers, the votives, the candlesticks, et cetera, because we only had about two hours to do so. And I had to get to the ceremony. My kids were in the wedding. It was just like, it was not a disaster, but it was really, really, really tough logistically. But it was beautiful, so I'm really happy that it worked out. But if you are thinking of having a smaller, more intimate guest list, a restaurant wedding venue would be really, really nice and would potentially also save you money because you don't have to bring in a lot of the decor so and like extra charges with the catering. Next, and this is a common wedding venue where I'm located in upstate New York, but it might not be where you are from, but it's your historic, more resort wedding property. Now, when I think of a resort wedding venue, I think of places like Cedar Lakes Estate in Port Jervis in New York and also the Inns of Aurora in Aurora, New York. These types of wedding venues will have more accommodations, but they could be pricey. So some guests may choose to stay there while the remainder of your guests will decide to book somewhere else. However, this really can depend on the type and style of the resort. The more historic resorts will originally have be smaller, so space is going to be more limited to like the existing cabins on property, the homes that were already there. Cedar Lake Estate is awesome because it used to be a summer camp, so they have all these awesome cabins that they've redone and then some other places that they've added. But it's a little limited because it's, you know, some guests might not want to stay in a bunk bed with other people. So that's just something to think about. I think it's awesome and so magical. Other properties, though, that are the opposite will have multiple buildings and will be huge, and they've been hosting people for a very long time, and they have a lot of tradition. So places like the Greenbrier in West Virginia and the Chatham Inn in Massachusetts, like they're huge, and they have multiple buildings just to house all of your hotel rooms. So they're going to be okay, and they're going to have more space. So it really all depends. Now, Digging even deeper into these types of properties, if you're looking for an all-in-one accommodation option, 
for your guests and your wedding party and your family. These types of resorts are really, really fun. They're kind of like villa style or mansion style. And they're great because everyone can be there together on the wedding weekend and you can just sit and relax and enjoy everyone's company, which is super, super fun. Really great for a destination wedding feel. With that said, the one thing to note about some of the smaller properties is that they're probably going to require you to book a majority of the accommodations for the weekend. What that means is on top of the venue fee, you're going to have a minimum hotel or lodging spend. This is unique to these types of smaller wedding venues that have hotel rooms because while it's not a deal breaker for all, like I said, your guests may want to stay somewhere else depending on the cost. So you have to keep this in mind as there are potentially large costs you may not want to shoulder if your guests decide to stay elsewhere. If you're looking at a larger property that has hotel rooms, they may still require you to fill a certain number of rooms on your wedding weekend. It just depends. So that's just something to think about. Also, I'm going to take a minute and to stop and talk to my New York City folks because if you're looking for a wedding venue that truly feels like an escape and you're in a world of your own, this kind of property is my favorite because you really can just get away from it all and not feel like you're in the hustle and bustle of New York City and just escape. And then you can really, really focus on your wedding guests and the wedding weekend, which is just super, super fun. And finally, the last venue I'm going to talk about is the kind of wedding venue that is truly unique because I want you to finish this podcast knowing that the sky is the limit. Like I said at the start of the episode, I know a lot of you are eager to find something very unique and special and different that matches your vision. Choosing a wedding venue is not for the faint of heart. It can take some time. So when I think of a really unique wedding venue where I am, I think of this place called Gather Green. Gather Green consists of 100 acres overlooking the Berkshire and Catskill Mountains. They have several wedding locations on property that allow you to have a whole all-encompassing wedding weekend. Gather Green is so cool because they have a garden space, a mountain space, and an industrial space, all different spaces for your ceremony. They also have completely different spaces for your welcome dinner, the ceremony, the cocktail hour, and your reception. They have this gorgeous, modern, custom-built pavilion. When I feel like when I say pavilion, you don't understand what I'm saying, but it's awesome structure that was so thoughtfully designed that my mind is just blown. Think about it. They have these shades that come down and go back up if it's like windy or sunny. Think about all the pros of a tent, but none of the cons since it's an open, airy, but permanent structure. They also built these adorable cabins that resemble those little ones you see on like TV shows, like little houses, which give your guests a completely unique and different experience and one that they would probably never have, which I just think is super, super fun. So if you're looking for something that is a complete and totally unique experience, just know that it absolutely exists. You may just have to look outside of your current city where you are. That wraps up today's episode on the types of wedding venues you should be considering if none of the wedding venues that you're looking at feel like the one. At my wedding and event planning company, Verve Event Co., we love designing weddings intentionally. And because this is one of the first and most important decisions you will make, we're always happy to walk you through it if you're one of our clients. But that's why I wanted to spend some time on this today. As a quick recap, 
Here are the wedding venues that we talked about on today's episode. So one, the industrial style wedding venue. Two, country clubs. Three, barn wedding venues. Four, hotel or ballroom wedding venues. Five, home and outdoor tented wedding venues. Six, restaurant reception venues. Seven, resort style wedding venues. And number eight, unique experience-based wedding venues that are completely on their own. After hearing this episode, I would love to know which type is right for you. Right now, if you are feeling limited, I want to encourage you to look a little further outside your city and see what you can find. If you've already selected your venue, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts with the type that you selected and where it is because I would love to just explore all the different venues where you all are getting married. If you are searching for wedding venues and you're finding lists of the same five over and over again, I hope today's episode has expanded the list of possibilities for you. Also, I want to let you know that if you're on the East Coast, my wedding and event planning company, Verve, also offers venue selection services. If you want help finding the dream venue, this service is designed specifically for you. So head to verveventco.com forward slash venue to learn more. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash venue to learn more. Now, if you're not local, but still want extra help with your venue selection process or anything else really related to your wedding, you can always schedule a 60-minute clarity call with me to talk through your indecision and what's troubling you and get clarity so you can continue with the wedding planning confidently and with a lot less stress. To schedule your clarity call, you can visit verveventco.com forward slash clarity. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash clarity. And for today's episode show notes and links, visit verveventco.com forward slash 88. Again, that's verveventco.com forward slash 88. If you have follow-up questions or want me to talk more in depth about something you heard today, join me on Wednesday night for a quick IG live to talk about your wedding venue questions and anything else wedding related. I have loved all of your questions that you guys have submitted so far, and I love answering them with you all live. You can always leave us a voicemail on our wedding planning hotline, which is 585-210-3467. Again, that's 585 585- 2103467 and I will play it during our interview and answer your question on next episode. And now it's time for today's review of the day. Today's review is from Seltzi who writes planning my own heirloom occasion smiley face winky face which I love because we always call it an heirloom occasion. So thank you for using that. I totally get it. Okay. 5 stars. Seltzy writes, I started listening to this show in May 2022 before getting engaged. So she was engaged to be engaged. In early July, my now fiance and I went to Montreal for a weekend trip and he proposed to me at the top of the Ferris wheel in Old Port. Oh, how fun. We have been planning for our wedding since and are tying the knot this June. Yay, so you're coming up. I have a month of coordinator, but otherwise I'm doing all the planning and design for an out-of-state wedding. I get so excited when new episodes are released. I have listened to every episode and gleaned so much knowledge through the content. I really appreciate the diversity of topics addressed. Maybe a fun name for all the listeners would be the Rochettes. 
She spells it R-O-C-H-E-T-T-E-S. Okay, thank you so much, Celsi, for taking the time to leave that amazing review. I'm so glad that you are sticking with the podcast and listening to all of my episodes, even the bad ones that were early on. They weren't bad. They were great content-wise, but I feel like the editing and I was still learning, but they've definitely gotten better and we've learned and improved so much since season one. So thank you for sticking with us. I also love your suggestion for a name for our listeners. I think you suggested it because I'm from Rochester, maybe. So question for you. Did you mean for us to pronounce it Rochettes, Rochettes, or Rockettes, or Rochettes, or Rochettes? I don't know. Sorry. I would love to know so that I'm not, you know, mangling it. Now, if you are listening and you don't know what I'm talking about with this whole naming business, we are doing a contest and this is the very last week, this is this is February, to enter your suggestion for our podcast listeners. The winning suggestion wins a one hour all access call with me to talk about anything and everything for your wedding. So the suggestions so far that we have, I'm going to do a recap, is ATPs, as in the initials of the podcast, the plannies, ATP party or the planner party, like wedding party or bridal party, but ATP party. Maybe you should do something like party of five or I don't know. No. Anyways, believe verbs, like a play on my wedding planning company, Verve, or love verbs, which I think is super cute, protégés, and our newest one, which is Rochettes, Rochettes, maybe Rochettes, Rochettes. Now, if you want to be a superstar like Celtsy, please don't forget to leave us a five-star review in Apple Podcasts. If you liked today's episode, reviews are so helpful to us podcasters because it really helps other listeners find the show. It helps us get ranked on Apple Podcasts. And I think it definitely helps us with getting more and more awesome guests because we are definitely getting pitched by so many people to be on the podcast, which is so thrilling and so fun. So coming up, I'm talking to a celebrity wedding planner, the CEO of Honey Fund, a wedding party wardrobe consultant, and so many more. So keep those five-star reviews coming. Thank you all so much for doing that and for taking the time to do that. It really means so much to me. And I really mean it when I say I literally check my Apple podcast like every day to see if there's a new review. So thank you again for joining me today. This really is one of my favorite times of the week sitting here and talking to you. Until next time, I will see you over on Instagram and TikTok at Ask the Planner Podcast. Have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for listening to Ask the Planner. To make sure you enjoy planning your heirloom occasion, visit asktheplannerpodcast.com where you'll find show notes and ways to connect with me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you hit subscribe and please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts so other couples can find the show and plan their flawless wedding just like you. 